Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire. I'm Seth Coons. Uh, we're going to put out two episodes this week. Nathan Simcoe not able to join me today as our original podcast for the week uh, got lost on my MacBook. I'm not sure how that happens, but it did, folks. So here we go. Second time I've interviewed the softball team now. I'm here with Maddie Roberts, Lindsay Law, and Hattie Bond. Guys, how are we doing today? Good. Good. Thanks for uh, coming back on. Not really sure what happened with the audio last night, but I'm glad that we could get back together because uh, it was a good interview, and uh, I felt bad that it wasn't going to be able to be published, but let's make today's interview even better. Uh, Maddie, first question over to you. Uh, you know, Friday you beat Olympia in a regional championship to advance to sectionals, especially in your senior season. How did it feel? It felt really good to beat them, especially since they were a really good team and they were the number one seed in the regional. We were the sixth seed, so no one was really expecting us to beat them. And we played good, and everything clicked, and it was just a really good win. You know, Lindsay, uh, you're also a senior on this team, so pretty much the same question over to you. Yeah, I'd say it was a really big deal for us. I mean, nobody thought that we would win that game except for us. Everyone who looked at that game with stats and everything about Olympia, like we were not the people who were supposed to win that game. I think the only people that thought we could win it was us, so we just went in there and the only people who thought we could win it was people who know our team, the drive we have, and the kind of heart we have. So we just went in there and did our thing and came out on top. Um, Hattie, especially through these last three games, uh, the offense, they've uh, really turned things on, averaging around 11 runs uh, per game. How nice is it for you to be able to go into the circle knowing that you're going to have some run support and then support behind you in your infield? It's always nice pitching with a lead. You always feel more comfortable going out there knowing that you have more like wiggle room. It's also to note, kind of talking about your uh, infield, uh, Naomi Roberts, she's been playing great at second base this year, uh, just making some great plays. Uh, really, uh, one play in particular against Olympia, she made a great uh, diving stop and turned a double play to end the inning. So how nice is it? You know, you got Naomi Roberts, you got Nicole Sinks. They're both sophomores, not just this year, but headed into the future. How nice is it going to be to uh, have players that can grow behind you? It's nice knowing that we have a really solid infield going into next year since we have three really good seniors graduating. And it's just nice knowing that I have such a good infield in case we do have, like, slip-ups. You know, Maddie, just this next question's over to you. Uh, just thinking about that Olympia game, you know, Frazier, she comes in, uh, sees uh, 10 batters through the first three innings, uh, strikes out seven of them. So what was kind of the message, maybe not to let Frazier's strong showing on the mound through the first couple innings kind of get to the uh, batters? In between innings, Steve always tells us to win the inning. So every time we go up to bat, we're like, okay, we have to beat the pitcher. And I don't think we were going to let her be us by herself. So we had to find a way to figure out how to hit her. And then eventually we did, and we started scoring runs. So just taking a look at the Sangamo Conference as a whole, Moreau Forsyth, they uh, won their regional against uh, U-High. So always big when you see a fellow Sangamo team beat a CS8 team. What do you think that says about the uh, level of competition through the Sangamo Conference? I think the fact that Moreau won really just speaks volumes about our conference that we're in. It's a highly competitive conference, and 
I think that's the reason why we are just set up for success right now. It's really important, like Williamsville softball, they play competitive games. Like our regular season schedule is not easy. Like we don't tend to enroll a lot of teams. We play high level competitive teams. And I think our Sigma Conference is a big example of that because the teams that are there, they're not blow off teams. They're good competitive teams. And that all builds a lot of character and strength for us going into the postseason. Um, Hattie, this next question over to you regarding the uh, future of the Sangamo Conference. As we know, at the end of this season, North Mac moves out of the Sangamo. Olympia moves in. Uh, two, you've played two games against Olympia, a 6-3 uh, loss and then a 10-1 uh, win in the uh, regional championship. So it feels like there's the possibility of a rivalry growing there. Uh, what do you think the move for Olympia into the conference does to the level of competition? I think that Olympia moving into our conference definitely elevates the level of competition, but I think having played them before, we definitely still have confidence in our team. So, uh, Lindsay, this next question is going to be over to you. Uh, between the seasons, you know, uh, Coach Ashbaugh moves out, uh, Coach Dennis moves into the role, so... What was that kind of like? You think you're going to have one coach, you move into a new coach. Uh, so what was kind of that process like? I mean, it was a big shock. I remember the first day that Ashball told us she wasn't coaching and then us all searching for and trying to like find out who our next coach was going to be. And when I found out it was Steve Dennis, I was so excited. I had Steve for a competitive softball season. And he's probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. Um, I can definitely say his knowledge of the game is unlike any other coach. And it was a big change for us. I mean, if you know Ashball and you know Steve, they have two very different personalities. I think Ashball could attest to this is that she is very emotional and Steve is not at all. Like, no matter what, he is very level. His feelings don't get super high and they don't get super low. And he just kind of stays on a very level plane. And I think it's almost brought a lot of leadership forward. Um, I would say there was times where people had to step up more because our coaches, like Williamsville softball, we have lots of traditions and there's lots of special things we have to carry on from each year and each season. And the seniors kind of had to step up and carry on those traditions and the values of Williamsville softball. So you talk about having him as a uh, competitive coach. Would you say that maybe his uh, approach to uh, competitive softball and high school softball has been different? I would say there is quite a bit of difference. I mean, just the whole nature of playing softball and competitive softball and school softball where competitive, like, yeah, you want to win, but it's, it feels like each game it's more like developing your skills and becoming a better player. Where as school softball, it's almost like, oh, you're playing this rival school, or oh, 1450's here, or oh, this and that. Like, we gotta win this, and it's almost more pressure. And Steve, he kinda just still has the same mindset towards every game. He just wants to go in there and win and make his players better players and human beings. Uh, Maddie, over to you. Um, I've talked about this just kinda throughout every season. When you see a new head coach roll in, there's definitely a learning curve from whatever you came from doing. So would you say that he's grown throughout the uh, course of the season? Yes, he definitely has grown from learning what time we have to get out of school for the buses because that was a big deal. And he has definitely grown when it's come to learning who all the players are and their strengths and their weaknesses. Now we will make the turn and start talking about uh, these sectional matchups that we have ahead. You know, you take on Macomb in the first game. Hattie, what's the feel around the team headed in the Macomb game? I think that we have really good energy going into this first sectional game. Um, the past few games, we have just like felt like it's clicked the right 
at the right time. So, you know, you got the Macomb game, and then you take a look at the other side of this sectional uh, bracket. If you win, you're going to take on the winner of Q&D and Tri-City. Lindsay, what's it like knowing that get through Macomb, uh, there are two solid teams waiting for you on the other side? Well, we got Tri-City on the other side, and that's always been a big rivalry for us. I mean, Brad Sturdy and Steve Dennis, they are two of the biggest coaches in competitive softball in this area, and our teams just have always had this big competition against each other. Um, I've played competitive softball with, I'd say, half the girls on that team, and I know them really well, and they have two amazing pitchers. They have Delaney Chemley, and they have Jordan Kloss, and, you know, it's nerve-wracking to go up against them, and especially when they have a really hefty, good-hitting lineup, but... I have no doubt in my mind that we can go up there, and I have confidence in my team that we can go up there and beat them again. Looking at the other half of the sectional bracket, uh, as I mentioned, Q&D, Tri-City. As Lindsay mentioned, uh, we've played Tri-City already this season. Uh, in that game against Tri-City, you collected nine strikeouts through seven innings. Would you say it's more difficult to go up against a team that you've already seen this year, had a great outing against, you know, that expectation is there, or would it be more difficult to go up against a brand new team? It's hard to beat a team twice, but we also don't know what we're getting into with Q&D, but any team can beat anyone on any given day. Yeah, I think that's a, a good point. I think this Q&D Tri-City game, uh, to see who the winner of the Williamsville-Macomb game would play in the sectional championship is definitely going to be a great game and you know I think that there are four solid teams in this sectional so it's going to be fun to see it play out the sectional semifinal is on Tuesday at 4 30 p.m. that is over in Athens so definitely head out there to uh, support the softball team uh, as they push towards a uh, sectional championship bid but I think that is going to do it for this interview um, we thank you for coming on and we wish you the best of luck going forward. Hi, Mom. Go Bullets. Just got off of that interview with the WHS softball team. Uh, definitely been impressive to watch them this season. As I talked about in last week's episode, uh, they went on a little losing streak there, but, you know, they really turned it on. Uh, they won six straight to round out the regular season with the uh, biggest statement win, I believe, being the 14 12 win over uh, Glenwood but then you know you move into the postseason and postseason is always different than regular season you know they say when you get to the postseason you know everything starts over it's a brand new season winner go home and that's definitely true but I mean this team stayed just as hot in the postseason as the regular season they beat Carlinville by a score of 11 to 2 and then you take a look at the Olympia game which they won 10 to 1 so dating back to the regular season Warrensburg-Latham, they beat Warrensburg-Latham by a score of 16-5. to So four straight game, these Williamsville Lady Bullets have scored 10 or more runs. And when you have an offense moving along that well, you know, that gives Hedy Bond confidence in the circle. It gives the infield a lot of confidence because, you know, when you get into those defensive games, you don't want to say that the uh, infield and outfield, they kind of tighten up, but definitely the pressure is there. So anytime you can get a team to score 10 or more runs, it's nice because we're going to take that pressure off just a little bit. But taking a look at the season stats now for Hattie Bond, um, Hattie Bond has pitched in 
24 games this season. She has started 19. She's got a 12-9 and record, one save, and one opportunity. Uh, allowed 128 hits, 71 runs, 52 of those runs earned. She's walked 52, struck out 146, and she has an ERA of 2.644 and a whip of 1.308. So just taking a look at all those numbers, I think something that has to stand out for you is the 146 strikeouts. She's tossed 137 in two-thirds innings, so she's averaging about a strikeout per inning. So if she can keep that rolling, uh, you know, that then takes even more pressure off of the infield because if you have an infield, you can tell them, hey, uh, we got this pitcher on the mound. She's worked well all season. She hasn't given up a lot of runs. Um and really, if you guys can just get two outs, she can probably get the third on her own. You know, that's just a great help to uh, the entire team, and it definitely helps this Williamsville team click. But I also want to take a look at the batting stats over the last three games for the WHS Lady Bullets. In the last three games, the Lady Bullets have seven batters batting above 300. Taking a look at the stats, Maddie Roberts is batting 615, Madison Klobe is 600, Naomi Roberts 583, Miranda File 417, Nicole Sinks 385, Nora Dodsworth 364, and then Lindsay Law is batting at 300. So definitely a lot going well for this Williamsville Bullet team uh, in the circle with Hattie Bond, in the infield, uh, you know, Miranda Files doing great at first base, Naomi Roberts at second base, Nicole Sinks at shortstop, Hope Keenan at third. It is just a really fun defense to watch. They turned three double plays in the game against Olympia en route to a 10-1 win, and right now we are going to take a dive into that game against the Olympia Spartans. The Lady Bullets beat the Olympia Spartans by a score of 10-1, taking a look at the pitching numbers for each team. Frazier went 7 innings, 136 pitches, 11 hits, 10 runs, 7 of them earned. She struck out 10, walked 4. And then on the other side of things, you know, Hattie Bond pitched 7 innings through 92 pitches, allowed 6 hits, 1 run. That run was earned. She struck out 4, walked 2. But then, you know, you got to take a look at the WHS hitting stats. 10 runs off of 11 hits. Eight RBIs, uh, four of them drew walks. And just diving deeper into this game, six Williamsville Lady Bullets had an RBI. Uh, the player with the most RBIs in that game was Maddie Roberts. She batted in three. Then Madison Clobe, Naomi Roberts, Nora Dodsworth, Miranda File, and Nicole Sinks each batted in one. So it feels like this Williamsville Lady Bullets team has caught fire at the right time. And, you know, I expect them to keep that moving as they head into the Macomb game. Macomb entered the postseason with a record of 17-6. and six. Um, You know, just taking a quick look at the road for Macomb in this one so far. Macomb beat Illini West um, in their regional semifinal. Uh, they beat Illini West 9-0. And then a close one in the regional championship against Canton. They beat Canton by a score of 5-4. So, you know, if you're looking at Williamsville, Headed into this one, you might be thinking, well, Seth, what is your personal take on this Williamsville and Macomb game? And looking at all the numbers, looking at everything, the road on the way here, I think that Williamsville is going to be able to get the win against Macomb. Uh, why do I say that? Because I believe that Williamsville beating Olympia and just how hot this offense has been recently and how well uh, Hattie Bond has pitched all season, I feel like this Williamsville team, they've uh, caught fire at the right time, and I think that they could continue to uh, go on this run 
as uh, Lindsay Law talked about, you know, maybe they weren't supposed to win that Olympia game. But, you know, talking to Lindsay Law yesterday, she said that she stepped out on that field against Olympia, and she knew that that was not going to be the last time that she played high school softball. So, you know, if Williamsville can keep that confidence, if they can keep on moving forward, I don't see any reason why, uh, you know, Williamsville cannot be in that sectional championship. Now, taking a look at the other half of the bracket, it's a very impressive half of the bracket. Um, on the other side of that sectional, it is Quincy Notre Dame taking on Tri-City, and I think that that is a very good game. We saw Tri-City earlier this year. You know, Tri-City, they've always had a, a strong tradition of softball over there. They beat SHG 5-1 to one to uh, advance to this sectional semifinal, so definitely a very good team, a uh, battle-tested team. Uh, and then on the other end of things, Quincy Notre Dame beat Beardstown, and then they beat Plains 10-3 to in their regional championship to head to this sectional. So taking a look at everything, I think that uh, this shapes up to be a very good sectional. I think it's a sectional where every team is pretty close uh, in skill and in play, as we've seen this season. So, you know, I think we see Williamsville advance to the uh, sectional championship. Not really sure who they play. Um, personally, I think that we could see Quincy Notre Dame pull it out. But at the same time, you know, I never want to count out Tri-City just because they've got such a good program over there and they've been such a good team. Uh, and, you know, you'd always love to see another installment of that Williamsville-Tri-City rivalry. So uh, definitely something to be looking at. But I think that is going to wrap up the softball segment of this week's edition of the Williamsville Wire. Make sure you guys are heading over to Athens to uh, check out the girls' softball sectional semifinal and hopefully sectional championship. Uh, the sectional semifinal will be played on Tuesday at 4.30, so make sure you head on over to Athens and give the support to the WHS Lady Bullets softball team. But at this time, we will move on over into baseball. The baseball team plays tonight against Moroa Forsyth in the Moroa Forsyth Regional, um, a big game. You know, this is a conference rivalry that we have seen this year. That was a 9-2-1 victory for the Moroa Forsyth Trojans. But really taking a look at everything, that game was pretty close until Trey Carter exited the game. The Williamsville Bullets will be pitching Trey Carter tonight. I think that this is a very interesting matchup. Williamsville coming off of a hard-fought win against Pittsfield. A win that was really spurred by a grand slam by Caden Griffith. So we hope to see more of the same out of him tonight. Caden has played so well in center field this year. Um, you know, he's gone through streaks hitting just as anyone would in baseball. But, you know, he's hit very well for the Williamsville Bullets this season. And, uh, you know, I expect the same thing to happen in tonight's game. But, you know, I also expect, you know, leadership from Kyle Griffith, Hunter Moser, Alex Keenan, uh, Ross Bodine, those uh, four seniors for this Williamsville baseball team. I think that that is really going to show tonight. And, you know, I think that it's going to be a tight one in Moreau tonight. And I do believe that whoever wins this game has a good shot at heading to the sectional championship um, they play the winner of New Berlin and Gillespie. And it's not that New Berlin and Gillespie aren't good teams because they definitely are. They've made it to the regional championship. But I think that, you know, everything that this Williamsville Bullet team has seen this year, 
and the uh, play of Moreau Forsyth just throughout the course of the season. I believe at one time Moreau was ranked number three in the Class 2A poll. Um, but back to the Williamsville scheduling, they've played good teams. They've played Glenwood. They've played to a topless. Um, just to name a couple of those teams that they've seen this year. They've played St. Joe Ogden. Um, just a lot of good competition on this Williamsville Bullets schedule, and I think it's prepared them throughout the course of the season. I think it's prepared them for tonight's game against Monroe Forsyth, and I think it prepares them for a possible sectional semifinal. But back to talking about this regional championship tonight, I think that Williamsville has a chance to win this one. I think it's going to be much closer than the first game. I think that, you know, Williamsville, they've been playing well. They've been playing better in the infield. You know, the first time that Williamsville and Maroa met, you know, Williamsville was kind of starting that uh, streak. They kind of went through that rough patch. Uh, felt like we saw some errors in the infield and the outfield that, you know, that's been cleaned up since then. You know, Coach Claudney challenged those guys, you know, step up. Uh, this is Williamsville baseball. We have traditions to uphold, uh, you know, things to continue here. And this team has answered the call, and I think that tonight's game is going to be a very tight game, and I think it is going to be a very good game. So make sure you head on over to the game tonight. You know, it might be hosted by Moreau Forsyth, but I want it to feel like we are in Williamsville at the beautiful Williamsville baseball field. I want that kind of crowd tonight for the Williamsville Bullets. But guys, I think at this time, we are going to wrap up the first episode of this week. Like I said, a second episode should be coming uh, probably Thursday morning. That will be out. We'll talk to Billy Peterman in that one. Uh, such a great interview. Uh, I'm excited to post that one. But that does it for today's episode. Make sure you head on out to softball tomorrow at 430. And make sure you head out to Moroa Forsyth for tonight's baseball game. That one also starts at 430. If you can't make it, Jeff Carter and I will have the call on the Williams Wire YouTube channel. But as always, thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time.